eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Because there's never an off day in the greatest sports city on earth. Here are the biggest stories and everything else you need to know from the new title town. It's Breaking Boston with Andy Hart and Nick Fitzy Stevens. But I want to say, I'm embarrassed for the Celtics. That display of basketball, no mental toughness. Complaining, complaining on every single call. Now, they are getting away with some calls, but they they, they made the refs mad because they complain on every single call. But the lack of mental toughness, it's embarrassing. I've been fortunate and blessed to play against the, the Lakers and the Celtics, the two best organizations in NBA history. That was an embarrassment for the Celtics. Paul Pierce, Garnett, Larry Bird, ML Carr, Kevin McHale, the best player I played against. That was embarrassing as a Celtics fan. Unique inclusion of ML Carr aside, show me where Charles Barkley was wrong. An embarrassment for all who have ever worked for, cheered on, even played against one of the greatest organizations in the history of the NBA. Celtics lose game three by a final score that probably no true green fan can even tell you because they likely went to bed, turned on succession, or punted in the third quarter of an absolute lopsided blowout from insert new name of sponsored arena here in Miami last night. Hello on a Monday morning, M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. This is Breaking Boston. Now, hell, this is Broken Boston once again today because as the great Don Meredith once sang on Monday Night Football, Andy, turn out the lights, the party's over. This series, for all intents and purposes, please... Save your Kevin Millar idiot memes. Don't bother breaking out the Jack Daniels. I don't want to hear about it's going to be a hell of a story and what a comeback it's going to be. This team has folded. This team has quit on their coach. This team has quit on themselves. They have given no indication that there is any dog. It's the wrong kind of dog if there's any kind of dog left in this team. There's no fight. 
There's no heart. There's no hustle. I mean, the refs were bad Sunday night, sure, but the Celtics were worse. If that's the kind of championship effort you're going to put together with your back against the wall when you're supposedly at your best, when you're on the ropes knowing that all the judges have the card going for the other team, for your opponent, bloodied, bruised, bleeding, and that's what they do? Oh, God. The Celtics have turned into, they have gone from a contender to a punchline. And it's really sad to see. Well, I need to come up with a new slogan because, well, that sucked doesn't really work anymore because we've taken it to a new level of suckiness. And uh, you'll appreciate this as a beer guy, vitamin C brewery, and and all your friends will appreciate this. This is the hold my beer off season in Boston sports because the Bruins gag and fall on their faces and Mm -hmm. the Celtics say, (laughs) I can top that. The Bruins never laid down like this. The Bruins never fell on their face like Mm -hmm. this. They were competitive with, oh, by the way, a really competitive opponent that is continuing to play really well in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And maybe the Heat go on to win the title, but the Boston Celtics laid down. When you have everybody's in agreement, Charles Barkley, Magic Johnson, Nick Fitzy Stevens, Andy Jumbo Hart, whoever, uh, uh, Jalen Brown, called it embarrassing and he, if you watch his post-game press conference talk about a broken man doesn't even know what to say what to think where to start where to end yeah Jalen a- Brown has the energy Andy it's like he came home there was a note from his girlfriend that said I'm leaving you and there was a the dog <laughs> I took the dog by the way you got fired and there was an eviction notice on his door it's it's unreal and That's- the dumbest uh <laughs> I know this podcast has only been around for a couple weeks now but we can already anoint the dumbest minutes we've spent on this podcast when uh-huh. we talked about heat culture versus Celtic pride. Uh-huh. Celtic pride that does not exist with this team. Maybe it did with Paul Pierce and Kevin mm-hmm. Garnett, oh, yeah, as Charles Barkley noted. Maybe it did with the 86 Celtics and Larry mm-hmm. Bird's era. Celtic pride is not a thing they can claim. They should remove all shirts, mm-hmm. all banners, anything that says Celtic pride that is tied to Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Joe Missoula, and this team should be removed because they don't have any pride. They absolutely laid down. Now, some of it is, and we'll get into this, it's not just, you know, a want to or a can't type thing, trying hard and all these effort. They sucked. They can't hit shots. They they shoot, ball does not go in. Other team shoots, ball goes in, yeah. game over. <laughs> Thank you. Have you, did you. Have you ever seen a bunch of undrafted players, role players, like, Every comp you have made about the heat and heat culture seeming more Patriot way than anything the Celtics could offer up is more spot on by the day. You are getting, and you, of course, not you, but the Celtics, so bear with me there, but the Boston Celtics are getting embarrassed, toyed with, and pantsed on national TV with their pedigree, reputation, and 97% winning percentage, according to ESPN (laughs) analytic probability, they're getting absolutely blowtorched on TV by Caleb Martin and Gabe Vincent. Like, these guys can't miss a shot. Of course, it would also help maybe if the Celtics had somebody within five feet of most of their three-point shots. Max Struess, better than any player they've had on the court. Forget about the fact that Jimmy Butler is leagues, light years, and eons better than anyone on the Celtics right now. There is not a single player on the Celtics who is a member of the starting five. And sadly, the double dynamic duo there on the bench that we love so much, Derek White and Malcolm Brogdon, whatever this loser flu, whatever this virus of 
uh, ineptitude that has struck the Celtics is, they seem to be stricken with it now too. And the, the, the look of resignation on everyone's face last night as they sat there on the bench and Missoula pulled all the starters, just in case anyone wasn't watching. Yeah, they were down 30 in the fourth. And so Missoula pulled everyone. So it was the Peyton Pritchard, Mike Muscala, Murder Cornet, Sam Hauser show, which, by the way, was probably the most entertaining basketball I've seen from the Celtics in eight quarters. At least those guys hit some three-pointers. At least those guys were trying. Everything, this is not just on any one player, Andy. This is, as you said pre-show, and I think we need to get into now, this is a team and organization-wide systemic failure by the Celtics. Like, the kind of thing where everything needs to be reviewed, re-examined, questioned, and considered before Game 4, sure, but also heading into what is likely to be a choppy, emotional, turbulent offseason. This is, uh, that reminds me of like in the uh, aeronautical world after a plane crash or even after like NASA has a crash, they go back from step one and say, how do we get here? And we recheck every, and like the Challenger incident, not to compare the, remember it was like an O-ring that was this big? Yeah. And it's like the littlest thing snowballs and all of a sudden you have tragedy. That's what this feels like. Like this team exploded. This team is supposed to be rocketing towards space, is supposed mm -hmm. to be going towards banner number 18 and unfinished business, the cute t-shirts and their star is humbly, all, like all these things they embrace. Looking pretty yeah, finished right now. Oh, they're finished. You can remove all the uns and the, the cute little graphic design 18s. Toast, finished, finito, dunsky, whatever you want to use, they are it. But it's like, how did we get here? You do. You need to almost bring in a, an outside consultant in the business world. Like, how did we fall apart? Somebody like you need to look at every aspect of our organization and say, where did it go? So like we had two all NBA players. We had a coach who's young and vibrant and he's at the all star game and we're doing all these things. And then. Well, well, as you would say, well, 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 what happened? You know, I'm just as you say, like we need to call in an outside consultant. It just for the first time I've uh, I've been able to actually laugh about these Celtics. I was just thinking like we need to call in the Bobs from Office Space and just have sure. everyone come in for a meeting yep. and just be like, yep. what everyone would you say down. you do here? Everyone's right. Like Malcolm Brogdon. So we're in a must win game and you scored zero points. What would you say you do here? Like What happened? It, it's amazing. And I know. It's funny because we've been very hard on Joe Missoula, and mm -hmm. I think deservedly so. He's over his head. There is no one on the planet, his parents, his mm -hmm. anyone who loves him more than anyone, cannot say honestly he's not over his head. But it's not just him. I'm sorry. It's not like he's intentionally sub, you know, submarining this season. There is some responsibility on everybody else to step up, make plays, lead, whatever it may be. But he is now taking the national focal point. I know Eddie House on NBC Sports Boston said they quit on mm -hmm. him. Uh, Magic Johnson, very active on Twitter, calling for major changes for the Boston Celtics. And we know how sports works. Like we were joking pregame, I mean pre-show, mm. about, well, you know, the Celtics, they trade Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. No, they're not going to split them up. I mean, they are, but they're not going to keep either. Trade both. Like that's not realistic. Right. What is realistic? is Joe Mazzulla loses his job. Like I, it looks, he gets Grady littled. It looks hard for him to come back in my opinion. Like I don't, yeah. I don't, I know we are in the moment and that's the beauty of this podcast is that, that recency bias and that immediate reaction to these major events. But when Jalen Brown looks broken, when Jason Tatum looks broken, 
when the entire team looks broken, yeah. when national observers are mocking you, when Charles Barkley, Gabe Vincent on the TNT postgame show says, these Celtics won't lay down. They're going to be ready for game four. And Charles Barkley's like, uh, Gabe, did you watch the game tonight? You might want to rewatch that. They absolutely lay down. Like, that's a problem that just can't be, well, we'll fix it in the offseason. We'll bring the boys back better and improve. For, no, something's got to change. Yeah, you can't and fix I, this in post, as they like to say in, in, in the TV oh, and movie is, industry. The GI budget better be really, really good. <laughs> I, we may have to just throw all the footage away and, and start from scratch. Like, But I, I just want to know. Like, I, I just need an answer. Like, you know, sometimes... In, you know, in sports, there there are questions that are just going to remain lingering mysteries forever. The one from a couple from last year, like crossing sports momentarily for the with the Patriots, were like, why did you think Matt Patricia was going to be able to reverse engineer an offense? And was Bill O'Brien really always the plan? Why did the offense and team seem to respond so much better to Bailey Zappi as opposed to Mac Jones? There obviously must have been problems beneath the surface and behind the scenes that we didn't know about with the coaching staff, maybe with some players. Who knows? Why didn't Malcolm Butler play? Like the, And we'll never know. And we may never know. I don't think we're going to get the benefit of some sort of mini documentary 30 for 30 or Bob Holler expose in the Boston Globe that lets us know really what was going on behind the scenes. Let with uh, and Ime Udoka's whole sexual indiscretion in that fiasco that led to him being dismissed or suspended in September out of the blue and Joel Missoula getting the interim tag in favor of Will Hardy, who was poached and was sent to Utah. Um, they could have gotten with a different veteran guy, which is what I would have done just to sort of like stabilize a very talented organization. There was too much at stake with this team to just, I, I thought to try to spolstra it again, if you will, and put in someone who s seemed like he wasn't ready for the moment at all. And now the guy becomes the scapegoat and it, all the finger pointing starts with him. And there's been a lot of clap back from Celtics fans saying, I'm tired of hearing about them. You and I heard a ton of it on the radio over the weekend. I've continued to read it on message boards, on in my streams and feeds. You can't keep blaming Missoula. Players play. I, I, I feel like we're all caught some, like we're all just like huddling for cover, hoping that like we, there's no shrapnel or we don't get caught in any, you know, friendly fire per se, not to, uh, co-op something uh, uh, from the real world that uh, you know is is too grave, but like you've got people blaming Missoula, people blaming the organization, people blaming the players, and there are so many you know loud noises right now going on that there's really almost no way to figure this out until it just plays out and it finishes in four, five, six games, whatever. We'll see if the Celtics can even show any sort of that fight or come back and and send it back to Boston and what a hot ticket that will be Andy um it's just like Jason Tatum has been to the Eastern Conference Finals two out of every three seasons in his life four out of six seasons there was the Kyrie Irving year in 2019 they get blown out in the uh first round thank God and there goes Kyrie a couple years later uh Kyrie and Kevin uh uh, Kevin Durant, take care of them in Brooklyn. That's a quick one. And they're done after their bubble finals with Miami. But otherwise, they've been great. And this is, to me, of the six years of Jason Tatum's career, this is by far the worst finish that I've seen from somebody well, who's yeah. supposedly two all-NBA players, and this is what you get? I mean, five of the last six games, he's been horrific for at least a full quarter of the game, whether it's the first three quarter one first quarter three times against the Sixers now fourth quarter doesn't score 
actually now it's six of seven. Sorry. It's almost a full series of how bad it's three bad uh, mm-hmm. fourth quarters following three bad first quarters. That's we can talk about the comparisons to like bad moves, Matt Patricia, but what did we say for years? Tom Brady was the great band-aid. He was the great duct tape. When you're truly great, you help cover up minor mistakes or potential pitfalls or landmines within your organization Jason Tatum isn't good enough to do that right now. Whether he ever will be or won't be, that's a, a longer conversation down the road. Mm-hmm. Whether he's going down the Charles Barkley road of fan duel and like, you're going to be surprised how many titles you win when you find out later in your career. I don't know. Sooner or later, you feel like he has to break through. But right now, the players aren't good enough. The mix of players is not right. It snowballs in the wrong direction instead of the right direction, whether that's in a blowout loss like this or with just the game on the line, right? Oh, blow a third quarter lead, but you still get a four point game. Can you save it? Can you pull up, pull up while the plane's crashing? Nope. The plane crashes. You don't have the right pilots in the seat, a co-pilots, whatever. So I, you, yes, whatever you say, the theories are like, make the list of blame pie. Let's Mm -hmm. play old school radio. The answer is yes. Yes. You played a key, whether it's, Brogdon and White, Smart, Brown, Tatum, Missoula, Brad Stevens. How could you have possibly thought Missoula was ready? Wick Grossbeck, you liked this idea. Everybody played a role in like no fingers, as as Jalen Brown, I mean, no, Jason Tatum said, you can point with fingers. Everybody should point with a thumb too. Everybody should look in the mirror because you are contributing to this total system failure, systemic failure for the Boston Celtics. And the worst part is, Everybody was excited. Like, I, n- not everybody bought mm. the 97%, but everybody was like, okay, there's a chance. At, well, there was a chance for Celtics-Lakers. Now there's no chance in hell for Celtics-Lakers. No, I, and what, what radio, man, Denver-Miami, <laughs> Nug Heat. Wow, that's a, just just what everyone wanted, yeah. But everybody wanted to buy into this unfinished business, this chase for 18. They went to the finals last year. They're going to go one step further this year, and – they could not have sucked the life out of Green Team Nation any faster than the way oh, they're playing. Oh, no. No, the ones, who, the ones who, Andy, honestly, the ones who bleed green have to have bled out by now. Yes, and and I, I'll go back to it. The comparisons are going to be made because of Montgomery, Missoula, Bruins, oh, South. They, they are, uh, honestly, do, run with them all you close. want because I think it's like so entirely spot on. And the thing is, with each team, and I, I did, you know, for everyone, again, the crossfire that I was mentioning earlier, I tweeted out last night, like, look, players play, they win or lose. I understand that. But losing Udoka, Hardy, Stoudemire is a pretty, pretty intense brain drain for any coaching staff. And apparently these players have shown us that they don't have the mental tenacity or fortitude to be able to hold their own ground and that they do need a guiding presence because the same mistakes that were made under Brad Stevens have now been made under Ime Odoka and Joe Missoula. So it really is on the players, though it is a pretty significant brain drain. And I still wish they held on to Stoudemire as well. Uh, they just, they're, they're continuous error repeaters. And the comp between the Bruins and the Celtics and the way that the Celtic, the Bruins failed early, they played their ass off. They just were kind of get kind of gassed and they ran into a team that was hotter and, played better. They tried too hard down the stretch. You can say what you want about the way Montgomery coached them and the players playing too much down the stretch. We, and no one wanted to hear any complaints about the Bruins at all. Oh, sorry. The greatest regular season in NHL history isn't good enough for you. Sports radio. WEI is so negative. You guys suck. And then the Celtics, if you point out any inconsistencies at all, 
there was always going to be a group of people from the back like, oh, they're 7-3 and three over their last 10. Isn't that good enough? Isn't that the kind of consistency you covet? No one wanted to hear anything about any issues any of us may have noticed. And now, Andy, it is biting everyone in the blanks. Like, you want to talk about the bug that you didn't realize was in your sweatpants and you put them on when you got off the beach and now you're paying for it. That's disgusting. I, I, well, I, don't. I don't like bugs in my sweatpants. Uh, I got yeah, bit no, by a spider last week and it's killing me. So, And in conjunction, I mean, we joke about it for those of us that do daily Boston sports podcasts, mm-hmm. but there was this idea that Bruins Celtics are going to go on parallel runs toward potential titles and one crashed early and one's about to crash and burn a little bit later. <sighs> and it's uh, time to get behind the last place Red Sox, I guess. I, I didn't check this morning. Maybe they're a half game out of last place. Sorry. Look, I, I, they lo- they took two out of three in San Diego over the weekend. They are currently the best team in Boston. Although I got to tell you, shout out to the New England Free Jacks. I had a chance to go see the uh, Major League Rugby, our professional rugby team in Quincy on Sunday. I, this I, a paid I, endorsement? Nope. Didn't get. Nope. I just went. And I had a good time. I'm you not get a free beer. No payoff. No, I bought my own beer. Actually, someone bought me a beer. Um, <laughs> I bought my own souvenirs and everything for the kiddos. Had an awesome time. Um, that team's got some fight. Yes. Good oh, if you could take a rugby mentality, because uh, we, uh, Rich Keefe and I interviewed their coach. I'm not sure if you if you remember his exact name, but we interviewed him on our station. Mm-hmm. If you could take a rugby mentality and inject any of it into the Boston Celtics, this lifeless Boston Celtics team that has been beaten down by the bulldog that is Jimmy Butler and Miami, if you could put a little bit of that light, because mm-hmm. we're going to get annoying when we say it. They're too talented to suck. But at some point, effort and and maturity is a talent, is part of that ability. Correct. You know, Bill Belichick says your availability is the most important ability. Well, like the ability to turn your skills into on-court production is also an ability. It's great that they're two all-NBA players, first team and second team, but I'm kind of getting sick of that. Like if you don't put it on the court when it matters, then what good is it? Like why do we talk about your skills and your, ooh, Jason Tatum is so talented. Yeah, and he goes full quarters to start or end games where he doesn't score. So that's great, right? Like that Ferrari looks nice in the the garage, but um, oh, oh, it has no gas and it doesn't mm-hmm. actually run right now. So what's mm-hmm. the point of having a Ferrari? I want to drive it. I don't want to look at it. And that's the, Miami, what they are. the Miami Heat do not have the same pedigree, reputation, no. fancy commercials, endorsements, etc. They have come out led by a thirty three year old thirty three year old man who has said last year we're going to have everything we need to come back and get them. And right now, Jimmy Butler is delivering on the promise and the Celtics are under delivering and underwhelming on theirs. Folks, we're here each and every morning to give you the latest and hottest takes on everything that's going on in the wide world of Boston sports to help feed your rabid, never ending fandom. We have exactly 23 and a half hours to figure out how in the world the Celtics can start a comeback in this series. And that'll be, I know, as Andy rolls his eyes and double and tucks his chin like, bro, not doing are you that. serious? Well, <laughs> we got to do they something. They could win tomorrow. a game. I'm not saying they're going to get swept. No, we got to start someplace. You're not doing that. No, I know. We're, not, do- we're not doing not doing that. I they do not have a shot in hell. of being Because winning. teams in the NBA that have gone down 3-0 in a series are, to date, 0-149. It'll probably be 0-150 if the Nugs finally sweep out the Lakers tonight. We will see by tomorrow morning. Will the Celtics make it zero and one fifty one? Likely, we'll see. But we'll try to talk ourselves into something interesting tomorrow. 
Thank you very much, Producer Cooper Leonard. We are Breaking Boston back here each and every day, brought to you by WEI Odyssey and 2400 Sports. Give us a follow at FitzyGFY, at Jumbo Hart, and woe be the Celtics. We'll talk to you tomorrow, folks. Chin up.